0: It's wonderful. I love the flavor. It's savory flavor of 91 counts. I'm telling you, they're cooking it up in the kitchen down in Fulton County. My hat's off to the chef.
1: Before they get it- What's up?
2: Welcome in, good people. Welcome into Montgomery & Company. I'm Renee Montgomery listen Linda we're in the thick of it in the WNBA if you're following along you know that we are down to the stretch where the playoff push is happening if you're not following along get with it what you doing so it's the playoff push and I'm going to break down all my thoughts on what's going on with each team and because it's the playoff push we thought we'd give you a little bit more dream than we normally do we have our rookie South Carolina Gamecocks Leticia Ami here coming on to talk to me and we also have our head coach Tunisia Wright now Listen, it's not easy right now. It's a tough time, which is why I talked to them before the season in media day. We're also going to talk trending topics with the crew. Let's go. It's that time of the year where everybody's jockeying for a position. It doesn't matter if you're the number one team or the team fighting to be in the playoffs. Everybody is fighting for something right now in the WNBA with less than 10 games to go from every single team. Some teams even have only four games like the Las Vegas Aces. And so I'm about to break down just what's going on to date in the playoff race and where everybody's standing. So recently in the past seven days, the number one and two team, which is the Las Vegas Aces and the New York Liberty, they played each other two to three times, counting the Commissioner's Cup. And it's been a knockdown drag out, get your popcorn, everything you could have asked for in a number one versus two matchup. Again, it's giving me all the Los Angeles Sparks versus Minnesota Lynx feels. And I was a part of that. And it's given me those feels in a sense of I really have no idea who's going to win from game to game. I have no idea what star is going to shine from night to night. It's that type of thing. And it's, it's beautiful to watch. So those are the number one and two teams. And so what are they fighting for that number one spot? Of course, the Vegas aces are two and a half games above right now, but it's, it's a fight to the finish because what does that number one spot do? Well, it determines who you play. Number one plays number eight, number two plays seven and so on and so forth. So, and then there's always the bragging rights of, you know, the number one spot. That's the thing people want to be that. So that's what's happening at the top of the race. And then as I'm filming this right now, it's Tuesday. And on Tuesday, the Atlanta Dream, my squad, we play Phoenix tonight. Minnesota plays Washington. And then Chicago plays L.A. So those three games are happening on Tuesday night. No games on Wednesday. And so basically what I'm saying now, take into account that those three games are happening to a, tonight, but then all of the rest applies in a sense of, on any given night. So now let's talk about the rest. There's the number three team in the Connecticut Sun. They're really the only team that's kind of just sitting in a little place where no one's really affected either way. The Connecticut Sun right now are sitting at 24 and 11, and they're not close enough really to catch the team ahead of them. They're four games behind New York, and then Dallas is five games behind them they're pretty much the only team that's kind of in this space where they're chilling. They're going to be competing, but they're not necessarily fighting it out for some type of positioning, but then boy, oh boy, when you go through number four through number eight, okay. So number four through number eight, we have Dallas sitting at number four, Minnesota, number five, six is Washington, seven ATL. And then we have LA at number eight. Now, All of those teams on any given night, of course, can beat each other. I don't even know how you would rank these teams, but I would say that Dallas has really shown that they want to be separated from the middle of the pack. Dallas has knocked down every top team, including Vegas, New York, Connecticut, they beat all of the top teams. So they've proven that they can not only compete on a night in and night out basis, but they can also go toe to toe with that top dog. So we see that Dallas, they've kind of put themselves at the top of that middle pack in a sense of we know that they're capable of anything. Like if I was Vegas or if I was New York or if I was Connecticut, I don't want to see Dallas until the finals if that is the case. And that's not to say that Dallas is better than New York or Connecticut. I'm just saying they're a number four seed that you are not excited about playing. And then when you go down to the rest of the list, Minnesota. So when you look at the Minnesota team led by coach Cheryl Reeve, the reason I say that is because a lot of energy at the beginning of the season was that, It's pretty much a rebuild season for Minnesota. You have Nafisha Collier, who just had a beautiful bundle, baby of joy, and that you didn't know how well she was going to play. Well, boy, oh boy, did we find out real quick that she was ready to roll. And just the team, how they played, you can only say that they overachieved in a sense of I don't think anyone had Minnesota pegged to be the number five team right now today today heading into a playoff push with the last 10 games of the season. I just don't know if people would have said that. And then when you go on to D.C., D.C. is an interesting case because right now they're sitting at number six, but they're that number six that they're really not a number six. We know that they have had injuries on top of injuries on top of injuries. And to even be number six right now, is kind of saying a lot about the players that they have playing. Shout out to Brittany Sykes, who has led the league in steals, has done that two years in a row. She wants to be Defensive Player of the Year. And I love when people say things like, I want to be Defensive Player of the Year, but then they go out and do a Defensive of the Year type of performance. Now, that's not to say that she's going to get it, but she certainly, most definitely, should be in the conversation. And then you have Natasha Cloud, who's been playing great, and those two have led them. But then you look at all their injuries, Elena Deladon, Shakira Austin, Ariel Atkins. That's some firepower, a lot of firepower that you don't have available. So for the Washington team to be sitting at number six right now as we head in this playoff push, again, Excellent, scary because at a certain point they're going to get healthier and healthier and healthier. And then that's a team that, again, you don't really want to see, but you're going to start to see a theme that you don't really want to see any of these teams. Like that's kind of the point. They say this is one of the hardest leagues in the world to make 144. This is where it shows. Then you move on to the number seven team. And the number seven team is the Atlanta Dream. And it's so crazy because we were sitting high, baby. We was sitting high, feeling good. We was on win streak, six-game win streak. Yeah, baby, let's go. You know, like, just that's the ebb and flow of a season. You know, they say it's a, it's a game of runs. Well, honestly, it's a season of runs when you think about it in a sense of, like, you are going to have win streaks, and then you might have some lose streaks as well. And so right now for us, you know, in the last 10 games, we're two and eight. In the last 10 games, there was a point in the season when in a 10 game snapshot, we were eight and two. So kind of the same song as everyone else. It's unfortunate that we got hit with the injury bug at a certain time. Ryan gets hit in her nose and now she's in a mask, missed a couple games. And then Nia coffee um, hurts her hand out for six to eight weeks and, and, You know, I personally, I've said this on Twitter. If you follow me, I tweet during our games. A lot of times if our games are away at home, I'm in the game, honey. At home, I'm sitting, talking to the players. I'm in the game. But when our team plays away, a lot of times I'm putting my thoughts on Twitter. And I said that I think Nia Coffee is our X factor. And so for people that don't necessarily know what an X factor is, your X factor is that player that just makes everything work better. Your X factor is that player that everyone on the team knows how valuable they are. Everyone on the team knows that they need them. Everyone on the team, we just know that that's that player that we couldn't be as good as we are without that person. They're the glue person. They keep everything together. Nia Coffee to me is that person. And so, when we found out that, you know, she had a hand injury that's likely a season-ending injury, that I was like, "Huh."
3: Oh. My
2: like you know like that was that one like you know to me where she does so much you know I was just talking to Juju and he was saying like she will send shots out of bounds she cleans up our mistakes she there's a lot of things that you don't notice that she does that she does that if you really if you know you know kind of situation so we lost her and then um, big Al Alicia Gray she ended up rolling her ankle had to miss a few games as well so when you start to look at that Nia Coffee starter glue player Ryan Howard you know y'all know our, our all-star uh, Alicia Gray our other all-star we got those injuries back to back to back and again this is no different than any other teams LA is probably saying like yeah yeah we hear you but I'm gonna get to LA next but it's just tough when those injuries happen at the end of the year because everybody's making that playoff push. We know that every single game matters. And so here we are at number seven fighting it out. Cause you know, this is the most, you know, it's not the most wonderful time of the year cause that is Christmas, but boy, is it close. Okay. So that's my squad, the Atlanta dream. We're sitting at number seven, we're fighting it out, baby. And I'm pulling for us, but you know, this is an exciting time. And then at number eight, that's the LA sparks. And speaking of injuries, There has been no team this season that can talk about injuries more than the Sparks have. I mean, even starting with Lexi Brown, who she's working day to day to get back on the court. She's battled injuries. Leja Clarendon has battled injuries. Shanae Gumake has battled injuries. I believe NECA got hurt at a certain point. I mean, they've had injuries on top of injuries on top of injuries and yet, and still the LA Sparks right now have a 15 and 19 record. This is on Tuesday, a 15 and 19 record, and they're sitting at the last spot. So it's you just never know and and every team goes through this. That's why they always say to win a championship it takes a little bit of luck because every team has to stay healthy, has to have certain things go right and it's at that point, it's at this point in the season where, you know, it's a knockdown drag out any given night. So I just wanted to keep y'all up to date on what's going on in the WNBA. Like I mentioned, it's a three and a half game difference from the number four team to the number 18, which is the last pl- person that's going to make it into the playoffs. So tap in with us, man. Y'all better be pulling for the dream. I'm turned up and we're going to talk a little bit. Look, y'all have heard about all of our players. Y'all got to get into their minds. Y'all got to get into their thought processes. Y'all got to hear our coach. You know, our coaches actually, you're going to hear our coach talk, but right now, I want y'all to listen to one of our rookies. Big time fan favorite. Anytime we have the South Carolina fans in the building, they're always like one L.A. in the game. So we have our rookie for the Atlanta Dream, Leticia here. Let's go. What level would you say does it bother you if people say your name wrong?
4: Because it's like... It actually doesn't because, good. you know, it's hard to pronounce sometimes. Okay, I like
2: that. Because I'm just like, we're going to work on it. I'm teaching everybody, like, as we go, I'm trying to make sure we... Say it and pronunciate it right. But welcome to the dream. Welcome to Atlanta, man. How has the city been treating you so far? How has training camp been?
4: I love the city, man. It's not too far from South Carolina. So I'm used to, you know, coming around here a few times.
2: I mean, okay, so you got the fams. That's what uh, AG was telling me. That's what Do people call Alicia Gray a bucket getter?
4: Yeah. Okay. She, so is, she, she Okay. Sure. Cause
2: she said, like, cause when she went back, Dawn had said that people was giving her buckets when she went back, so I had,
4: <laughs> I had to just. Listen, that's my teammate. I'm going to ride for her. That She a bucket getter. Boom.
2: Okay. So, <laughs> what, what was it like playing for a team like South Carolina where the fan base is is booming and now you're coming to the WNBA where basically they're following you? People tweeting me, girl. Okay. They follow you <laughs> here.
4: <laughs> it's so much fun. Um, like we call them the fams because they're family they're great you know packed up arena every game um, just that atmosphere just being able to feel supported you know coming from Canada having a home away from home just the fans the culture everything's just been great
2: and you said coming from Canada we just had our Toronto game and so what was that like because I don't no one was surprised on the women's basketball side it sold out okay and so like 20 minutes. in 20 20 minutes minutes. the preseason game of what 17,000 people I believe sold out so like Canada basketball is a thing. Yes,
4: it is. They're so excited. I mean, just the atmosphere of being able to, um, you know, I was seeing a lot of young women, you know, tweeting at me, sending me pictures of them wearing their jerseys and finally being able to see, you know, professional basketball because uh, we love the Raptors, you know, go Raptors, but <laughs> uh-huh. we need some role models that look like us. So just being able to see that has just been amazing.
2: It's crazy because you're going to be that role model for like a whole country, which is crazy. But like you are, I don't think people even know how athletic you are or everything you can do. Like when we, like, I felt like you were steel. like we were so hyped. But like, when was the first time you dunked? I'm just curious because I've never done it. I want to ask <laughs> questions. Like, what is it like up there? Like you've been there.
4: What's? Uh the first time was in eighth grade. That's when I started, I was, listen, I was very long. Wow, underachiever, eighth grade. I was in eighth grade, that's when I first started dunking. Um, just watching my brothers do it. Uh, and then I was like, I want to do that. Um, so after practice, I would just try and then people would gather around. I'm like, these people are excited to watch this. Yes, so I'm then excited I just kept to it. Yes. <laughs> that's what you mean.
2: When you, okay, so, cause I was talking to our coaches about you. Of course, this is why I'll be at practice. I know you see me. Um, yeah. I'm at practice pulling up, but like coaches want to get to the point where they think you can just dunk on a regular basis. It's not even like a like a, oh this is a great scenario. Right. So how do you feel about that? Because I know they're pushing you towards like try to dunk everything when you're yeah. tired. Like what? Like this is new for the women's game. So yeah. I want to like pick your brain on. You're almost learning how to train yourself to dunk all the time.
4: It's dope. I mean, obviously as a woman, you don't get taught that. You know, for guys, mm-hmm. like, as soon as they start picking up basketballs, like, we're not doing layups, so like, you gotta touch the rim. We're not taught that as girls. So um just seeing the coaches being like, oh yeah, dunk it. Like, I'm like, all right, let's go. <laughs> like, you're, you're <laughs> no! like, so I like that. I think it's just good.
2: Okay, have you planned your celebration from when you dunk in the WNBA? Because I have.
4: Okay. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, you
2: planned yours? I
4: haven't, but we'll see. Whatever's natural. <laughs> because
2: i'm gonna be telling everybody watch your head it's <laughs> something we see in the men's game all the time yeah. but like i'm so excited for you're a new age athlete in a sense of like i didn't have to worry about getting dunked on
5: <laughs> okay like, I'm, real. I'm glad i didn't That's have to real.
2: worry about it but as you develop your game and other things like what thing what Areas do you want your game to develop and grow in?
4: Uh, yeah, just being a three-level scorer. Um, you know, with my athleticism, I can get to the rim, but just being able to kind of find that in-between when people are starting to scout me.
2: I love that. And what's the transition been like? I mean, you played at the highest level for the Gamecocks, yeah. but we've heard a lot of rookies say, like, there's a real jump. Mm-hmm. So what, what jumps, what differences have you just noticed so far from college now to pro?
4: Uh, I think the lifestyle is a little bit different, um, you know, with training camp. Uh, But I feel like for the most part, you know, I've been prepared in a really great way with Coach Daly. You know, obviously she's been a pro. She played the level. um, And obviously she's coached at that level as well. So um, she's prepared us greatly for this moment.
2: Definitely. Shouts to Coach Daly. She's going to be pulling up this summer. She already let us know. Welcome Mm -hmm. to the A, man. (laughs) I'm excited to have you here. Thank you. And just so people know, it really is not easy being a rookie in any pro sports league. But when it comes to the WNBA, we have such a quick turnaround from the NCAA tournament to WNBA training camp to your first game of the season that it's extremely difficult for rookies. So always, always, always give grace when you can. And also speaking of giving grace, we have our head coach, Tanisha Wright, coming up. And I got to speak to her during media day as well. And I think sometimes people forget that Tanisha is only in her second year as a head coach. Her second year here with the Atlanta Dream. So when we talk about players being young and giving grace, let's do the same for coaches. I don't know. Crazy concept. But got to talk to my homie. What up, T? Let's get it. First of all going into the season this is year what with you two
3: this will be year two um, with the dream but year four in terms of coaching
2: right and yep. so like what's different from year to year that you build on or is it the same philosophy just implementing it every year
3: yeah I, it's the same philosophy for sure um but trying to continue to build right not trying to stay the same i always trying to grow our thing is trying to get one percent better every single opportunity that we have to do that gotcha. but but same philosophies
2: and when you add a new coach like VJ, like, I mean, every time yeah. I see her, I say, What up, legend? Yeah. Because for players like us, we know who she is to the game. But I mean, like, I wish they all
3: would know. You know I mean, I saying? know, because like, I say legend. They, exactly. Why don't they all know? No, having V is great. Like, I had V my first year as a coach. In, um, in the bubble. Uh-huh. And that was just, like, it was such a great experience, you know what I mean? To be with somebody who had already been coaching in the league and to start passing it down on me. And then the very next year, she gets the Dallas job. And then yeah. the very next year, I get this job. You know what I mean? So, that, that it's pretty cool having her and just all the experience that VJ has playing right. as well as coaching. It's crazy. You know? And when
2: I talked to her, she was like, I was done with basketball. Like, and yeah, you brought crazy. her back to basketball. Yeah. Like, I w- yeah. like, what is, like... Because people don't understand we have a love for the game and when you feel like the game doesn't love you back, you might leave and so she was like, you brought her back.
3: Yeah, I mean, I just, I had a a really good relationship with VJ. Um, and I think sometimes when you're just in situations that aren't mm-hmm. um, uplifting for you or the best situation, you just need a refresh. You need a restart. And I think we have the perfect um, we have the perfect crew. We have the perfect organization for her to just come in here. We're gonna work because Vija's a worker. Like, I know that we did the bubble together, so I know she's a worker, <laughs> uh-huh. right? So she's gonna work her behind off, but also being able to enjoy that. You know what I mean? Have fun every single day with this. It. Like, all right, I know I gotta work hard, but can I come every day? Can I show up and still enjoy it and Facts. have a love for it. And so I think we just provided that a freshness and a newness that um, that she can still have fun. Um, yeah. Because regardless, like we just did the game yesterday, they were crap. Uh-huh. I was not happy about uh-huh. it. But I'm not walking in here. Sour. No. Like I've seen Leash. I'm like what up Leash? And she's just like smiling. I'm like, yeah, this is how we're gonna be all the time. Win, I lose, or draw. Like we still gonna be the same people. You know Facts. what I mean? I'm not going to treat you any different than just because we win and lose. Like that's that's a game. Like this is life. This is who we are as people. So how you know? do you
2: coach? Yeah, like you yeah. made a good point because you got younger players yep. who are working on confidence yep. and yep. older players. So, like how do you coach these rookies right now?
3: Yeah, just it's a good balance of um, bringing their expectations and their standards up because it's mm-hmm. different, right? We're coming from they're coming from college. Um, we're in the dub. Yeah. So the pace is different. A lot of shit is just different. They told different. me the physicality. Every, yeah, like ex- ex- said. Exactly, <laughs> right? The physicality is yeah. different. Like, oh, you can do that. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, so you better start doing it back. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yes. Yeah,
2: if they help me, you better it. Yeah, yes. You better
3: start doing it back. So getting them to understand, yeah. one, that, two, that they have to play at that level yeah. every time single possession. You cannot take possessions off here. You take a possession off here, you get your head bopped. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Right, you to the rim, you this, you Uh get embarrassed some way, somehow. So just getting them to understand that, but also continuing to tell them like, it's a learning curve. Like, you know, showing them that it's okay. We're gonna get better at it. But trust that I'm telling you the right thing. So that's that's one of the big things. Yeah.
2: Points. Okay, so last thing, I've been asking everybody about their profession for somebody that's starting their profession. Yeah. So now you're year four, but year two yeah, as a head yeah, coach. What yeah. would you tell a new coach that's already been had an experience as a as an assistant coach, but they're taking the reins for a head coach? Like what would you tell them yeah. starting out?
3: I think you have to know you have to know yourself. Mm-hmm. I think that's first and foremost. Know know yourself in terms of like how you see the game and how you want the game to be played mm-hmm. according to you. Um, I think that, and then never stop learning. Mm. I think that's huge. Like. Just because you're in this position, you still have so much to learn. Um, my biggest thing is I never wanted to be afraid to hire people that have more experience than me. Okay,
2: you know what? People don't want them to take their job, yeah, basically. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> people,
3: are, people are afraid
2: of that, you yeah. know what I mean?
3: But I've just never been that type. I, I honestly feel like, and I live by this in my life, what's for me is for me, yeah. and nobody can take it. So because of that, like I want the best of the best around me. Facts. You know, Period, like, okay, you really good? Come on. I love
2: that. You want this?
3: Come on. Like, that's why I'm not afraid to hire somebody like VJ. You know Fact, what I mean? Because she's a legend. Because I
2: mean, a head coach, a legend. Exactly. Paul is a head coach too in it, Australia.
3: Exactly. That's exactly. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I've always been the person who's like, I want the best of the best. Don't be afraid to hire people that know more than you and continue to learn. Like, you need those. You know what I mean? They have the experience that you yeah. don't have. You know, you just have to stand. That's why I said you got to know yourself and you got to stand by what you know and your gut and all those things. You're there for a reason. Okay. So that would be mine.
2: Bet. All right, last thing. I asked the players, what are you, what's your saying that you say a lot? So I'm going to ask you. So oh, I you asked see- what I said? I asked it them depends, what
3: you- <laughs> It depends on who you ask. Okay, okay. So I
2: asked them, so what's your favorite sayings? I'm going to ask you so you can tell dang, me, dang. but
3: I How you do anything is so how you do everything. That's uh-huh. one of the big ones. And then I always tell them, nobody cares. <laughs> Did they say that? Yes. Yeah.
2: Yes, they did. They said more, too. They said something like, you say pace a lot. so Oh, yeah, yeah.
3: Pace, pace, pace. That's probably it, too. Yeah. But those are probably, like, I do talk to them a lot about their pace. But in terms of just, like, sayings, like, it's definitely how you do anything. It's how you do everything. And it's definitely, nobody cares.
2: And just for regular people, I always say, y'all are, like, I call non-athletes regular people, but what yeah. does that mean
3: to me? Like, like, nobody cares? Yes. Like, they don't care that you're tired. <laughs> they don't care that you're uh, feeling this and feeling that. Like They the didn't other care team, I was 5'6". Yes. <laughs> nobody cares that you're five, six. Oh, your foot is hurt, your ankle's hurt. They don't care. Yes. Like, you still got to push through, and if not, tell me. <laughs> you come sit next to me. Have party. a
6: seat. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Like if you worried about them caring, like <laughs> come sit next to me. I just think it's like Ooh, you can't feel sorry for yourself. Facts. All right, you not can't. In feel, not, not in sports. Definitely not in the dub. Because the minute you are feeling sorry for yourself, somebody gonna take your job. Facts. Period. Man. Listen, Period. coach wasn't yeah. supposed to be yeah. here. Yeah, I know. And I appreciate. I through. This you. your I appreciate guy. You. Your guy got appreciate you. Nobody your back.
2: cares. Bye. Nobody cares. Exactly. <laughs> Thanks, well, coach. You're welcome. So yeah, as I mentioned, a head coach has so many things that they have to think about. There's a lot going on. So yeah, let's give grace because even hearing her talk, man, you can just tell that she thinks about her players. She cares about her players she cares about what's going on you know that she was a player so she cares about the WNBA as a whole so I love having Tunisia as our head coach shouts to coach T and now the group band we're going to talk about just headlines going on trending topics because there's a lot going on and we're going to discuss So crew, there's a lot going on in the world. So let's get down on some trending topics for the week. And we're going to start with obviously the one that has taken up a lot of the news cycle. It's the Trump trials. And honestly, when you talk about Georgia, Fulton County, I'm telling you what, Fulton County, I saw a tweet that basically said Fulton County top 10 mugshots, And I don't know if that's a list you wanted to be on, but Fulton County has had a big, large list of who's who get mugshots there. And now it includes the 45th president of the United States, who is Donald Trump. President Trump has raised more than $7.1 million after his arrest and mugshot in Fulton County. He raised $4.1 million on Friday alone, the single highest 24-hour period of his campaign to date. So a lot of people are saying that he's going to be basically campaigning from the, the stairs of, of the courthouse throughout this whole life. thing. For, for life, <laughs> Snook said. So we're going to go around the horn, a little round robin style, because there's a lot of headliners happening. So Thoughts Crew, Snook, you already had something to say. So let's get it started. Let's get it popping with and What are your thoughts on the Trump trials?
7: We already knew and surmised, I guess. We have surmised a lot from the information that we've obtained from the media and from different other, you know, social media things. But what gets me with this Trump trial thing is like reality TV, like that daily show. I tell uh, the girls this all the time, like every day it's something. It's like, I'm trying to find this song, Drip, Drip, Drip. Every day there's a new drip. So there's something you need to watch to put to the other. (laughs) And like I said, it's just like reality TV. Every
2: day there's a drip,
7: drip. Drip, every day we got a drip, uh, drip, uh, uh, drip. uh, uh, uh <laughs> Yep, 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 yep. That's the way it is. And so you have to stay tuned in every day. If you miss a day, you didn't miss the crime that he's done committed. So anyway. <laughs> mm, mm,
5: mm.
2: So, I mean, we know that there's 91 felony, ca- what is it, 91 counts that's happening right now. So to that point, there's a lot to keep up with. And we don't even really, I don't even really like to talk politics in general no, on the should never
1: politics at work exactly but there's also but this is historical Was happening you know like this is this is literally historical Was happening we haven't really I, I, has there ever been a president that has been indicted for something Is this is the first time this has happened right yeah right. I think this is the first time I mean it's to me like I don't know mm-hmm. Snook?
7: I could just imagine that the prisoners over there in Fulton County jail were in awe say that's a bad dude he got 91 counts look at that that's a bad dude <laughs> there, well first boy. of
2: all I know <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) they're not thinking that's a bad dude with, with the types of crimes that he's committed. Everyone's talking about how terrified that um, 45 seems to be but I don't know um, and Roy said Roy has something Roy mm-hmm,
8: mm-hmm, no 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 let's stop referring to him as 45 and start referring to him as P01135809 <laughs> oh, yes
1: that sounds like experiment <laughs> 626 or something like you don't even say his name
2: 409
1: formerly known as 45 we will now what
2: is
8: it Roy P01135809 that's his booking number.
2: <laughs> that part, all right. Because you know what? A lot of times when people leave uh prison or you get booked, it stays with you for life in the real life circumstances. So to Roy's point, that will be what people it, had he not been president, that is now what follows you. I wonder
7: if he's got his tat yet. Oh my Ooh.
2: okay. You know what? Well, speaking of a tattoo, um <laughs> somebody in Las Vegas had Trump's mugshot
1: tattooed on his thigh. Oh um, my god. So <laughs> it's, it's almost like can, it's almost like can he do no wrong? How does he raise more money than he ever did? That is crazy. Also, just how firm like th- th- I don't know if you guys saw the the remarks after that he was making to the reporters. He still stands so firm on like, well, that's what I believe. I believe Until that the election down. was tampered with and all this stuff I was like, wow, like he really actually believes what's coming out of his mouth. That's mind blowing to me.
7: He almost has you drinking the Kool-Aid, Sam. No, not <laughs> me. He, my- has- <laughs> he believes that. <there. laughs> I tell you right now, there is no Kool Aid
2: over here. Okay, Uh, listen. Paul just dropped in the chat real quick that Ulysses S. Grant was the first president arrested.
0: Well, I'm gonna tell you how I feel.
2: Cola's clapping if you can't see she's doing it's Delicious. Gifts. It's
0: it's wonderful. I love the flavor. It's it's savory flavor of 91 counts. It's just I, I'm telling you, they cooking it up, cooking it up, whipping it up in the kitchen down in Fulton County and all I got to say is my hats off to the chef. <laughs> <laughs> Hats off to the chef. And
2: when we say the chefs, I think some chefs that we could be referring to, Jack Smith, I would consider him a chef. Top
7: chef. Master, baby. Master chef. <laughs>
2: top chef. You know what I'm saying? We talk about top chefs. Mm-hmm. Jack Smith, I think you would have got that top chef crown. What's what's her name? Fanny? Who they trying to get Fanny rid of? Did. Fanny. Mm-hmm. They trying to get rid of Fanny right now. She's mm-hmm. still going to keep her top chef hat. I don't care what they do because there's there's laws being passed. We understand what's
1: going on. But shouts to Fanny because you still got that Top Chef, in the you. memes that were going around that day that that Trump was in the city, it was it, I, I loved them. They were like got him, you know the the sneaker meme when you I mean oh, not the sneaker meme yes. when you get the Nikes and it's like got him. They were all over Butter ATL, all over. It was like everybody <laughs> knew that okay she did her thing, but you know let's let's see how it unfolds. I'm, I'm listen curious. the residents. You're right. The residents stood along there was a there was a road that you have to drive on to get to
2: Rice Street. And there was a, a, you know, it's a certain residential area. When I tell you the cameras were out, the community was out, there was twerking. I might have saw a barbecue happening. I can't call it. This is Atlanta. All right. So I'm going
0: to say this regardless of how, because everybody keeps on saying, well, arrest doesn't mean indictment. Well, I will just say I, however it works out, that man is still stamped with a. Number And that number is going to be for the rest of the days, yeah. his legacy and anything that has to do with history, that will be the biggest part of his history. And I know he doesn't want that. So I don't care if we if they what they do after this, the humiliation of having a bell bondsman and then not being able to go out of the country to go to a tournament because you are a criminal. You cannot flee the country. That right there just was like I said, the flavor was just so rich. <laughs> I love and what, it. So and
2: Roy, what is that number again? What is that inmate number again? Just one more time before we move on to the next topic.
8: Key zero one one three five eight zero
2: nine. All right. And moving on now. So we're talking about we had a little bit of politics. We don't normally do that on MoCo, but we had to hit it because it's such a historical news happening. Moving on to. I know a lot of people think that this is a myth. Maybe people think this is fake news, but if you have not been watching the news, I don't know what to tell you because everything's going on. We have storms, we have fires, we have floods. We have a little bit of everything right now. This is a climate change cocktail going on right now. I know a lot of people don't believe in climate change and all these things, but I'm just going to address then what's happening right now. The ways from... Hurricane Adalia, I think I'm saying that right, has just hit record numbers on Fort Myers Beach. It's crazy right now. There's live updates from Cedar Key, Florida, where reports are that 98 percent of the residents have had to evacuate the island ahead of the hurricane. Even with a slight shift west in the forecast tracker, it's still a life-threatening 10 to 15 feet storm surge is anticipated. I'm just saying the facts right now. All right. So there's a lot going on when you think about Canada, and all that the fires that's carrying over to where we saw a smog take over New York, where our New York residents were like, Man, you walk outside. There's a lot going on. And, Hawaii. Fires. Hawaii. and Maryland. And Maryland, Maryland had smog
0: really, really bad too. It was so, really bad.
2: I'm not even gonna address the whole big topic of climate change because I don't want us to get caught in all of that. I'm gonna just say Mother Nature's feeling some type of way and we can see it live. Thoughts, crew, Cole, like you said, Marilyn. I didn't even know, but what's going on? Like, what's your thoughts?
0: If people don't believe, then don't believe. It's still happening. I like I, all these people are saying, oh, I don't believe this is uh, real and this is happening and that this is going to happen. So I'm like, but it's happening. It's not climate change. If we're past, it's changing. It's changed. And that's why yeah. I was saying, like I always scramble to get a coat. Last year, I think my son wore his coat, his big winter <laughs> coat, like uh-huh. maybe... Once or twice, because it just didn't. So I mean, I mean, I don't understand how people don't believe in climate change. All I say is you better believe in praying because you don't know <laughs> what's coming from where. Floods are coming from everywhere. Hurricanes. Then you get in earthquakes in places there shouldn't be earthquakes. And you know, since when is a fire actually came down as far as Maryland? I know we were every day on smog alert. They were canceling camps and stuff during the summer. So. If you don't
1: believe, y'all better pray. Yeah, California had a hurricane uh, watch the other day too, right? Yeah. Do they even have hurricanes over there? No, no. That's that's the crazy part. And then they had an earthquake on top of that. Ooh, Jesus is mad. It's crazy. And Roy, I had
2: text our Slack. I hit up the Slack to just basically because, as y'all know, we're part of the Lepithard Show family, and that's based in Florida, more particularly Miami. But anytime when I hear that, I was asking Roy, like, you know, what is it like down there in Florida? What's going on?
8: You know what? It actually seems like South Florida is getting spared from every single hurricane that's come down here for it's like crazy. the last 30 years. Like, that, we wow. haven't really had a big one since like, what, two thousand. And- Something so, like mm-hmm. everything's going up a little bit further north. Everything's going through the middle of the state, but now it's coming from the west, and it's about to hit Tallahassee. And Tallahassee hasn't hit hasn't been hit by a hurricane in, like ever. See,
2: see, that's what I'm saying. When we start saying "ever first, first time this time, is happening," yeah. right.
1: like record temperatures, yeah. yes,
2: first hurricane in Cali since 1939. This is like thank you, Gino, for that. It's like, and when I say Gino, I'm, I have to always reference. Y'all, when I say Gino, I'm not talking about my UConn coach. I'm talking about a video editor on our team right now. Gino is here and he's doing the ones and twos mixing behind the scenes. So if y'all hear me say, cut the clip, Gino, or thank you, Gino. I'm talking about Gino, my guy. So yeah, so Gino just wrote in our chat that this is the first hurricane in California since 1939. That's why we're saying we're talking to y'all about the facts. Roy just said Tallahassee hasn't gotten hit since ever, <laughs> These yes. Are the
7: facts. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. If you've yep. lived a long time, which I have, and, uh, the older generation my, before me used to use the weather for signs for everything and so you know for planting and for you know colds and all of that and so I've noticed because I have a little garden I'm not a real big gardener or whatever but you know the farmer's al- almanac was like a bible to them because it would kind of predict what was going to be and when you should plant and all of that well the farmer's almanac is having a hard time figuring mother nature out or whatever because you know you used to look at signs like, you know, oh, there's a woolly worm. How big is that band on him? Because if it's a wide band, we're going to have a bad winter and, and all these signs and things. But the signs is all mixed up now. So uh, it, it's very hard. And like I said, for the last two or three years, our weather has been so unpredictable. It's been hard for me to even garden because I can't get my stuff in at the right time. And then, you know, it, it's just all mixed up.
2: And when you say that, Snook, I know that you're talking about your gardening on a small scale because it's your personal garden. But what what is she saying? When y'all go to the grocery store and Ooh. prices are higher and there's a supply and demand problem or there's the farmer's. Poor black farmers. I'm just saying, if you want to Google about it, please Google about it. But the stuff we're talking about, everything has a connection. Now, when I'm talking about the black farmers, that's a whole nother thing. Google about that thing, too, because they're trying to take black farmers lands. They're trying to make it hard for black farmers to get passes and all these different things. The same thing we see systematically happen everywhere else. Right. Like I said, Google it, please. But all of these things that Snooker talking about whenever it might be like, oh, yeah, who cares? Yeah. When you walk into the grocery store and y'all start to see, yes, there is inflation happening, but also there is a produce thing going on just in case it's y'all ridiculous. aren't paying attention.
1: There's stuff going on with farmers produce and all of that. So and, and to Cole's point that I don't I don't understand how people don't believe, you know, because you have things on the news saying, oh, well, this is the hottest day on record ever i literally had a friend of mine i was like no you know like i shouldn't travel during this time to to the west coast It's just like record heat and I'm like, oh they say that every year and i'm like okay <laughs> well you know like the wor- so because if people every don't is getting pay- worse. yes every year <laughs> yes, <get> yes, <laughs> It is literally getting worse. is literally and it reminds me of these shows so i don't know what's the name of the show that uh we were watching recently but it talks about like climate change and everything and uh in this show literally like people can't go outside because the temperature of the earth and, oh, and the sun silo. is- Oh, silo. You're talking about yes, silo. Yes. It's yeah. like, oh my God, that's, that, that's almost was. it's scary to see those kinds of things because it's like, you know, little by little, we see these kinds of things happening because even in Florida, in the Florida Keys, like the sea surface temperature are like above 90 degrees. That's almost like a jacuzzi temperature. That's like a jacuzzi temperature is <laughs> like 100 Popping degrees. Bubbly, rubbing, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, it, and I like, know we joke about it,
2: but it's like Roy said, now they're saying that every day about record heat and it's like it's true yeah. like if you guys aren't noticing that's why we're bringing it up because we want to bring we say trending topics we're not saying it's cute trending it's more yeah. so like headlines yeah. it's it's you're paying attention you to pay
7: attention
1: yes, if,
2: yes. and so wake up
1: oh
8: sorry I don't know
1: whoa, y'all can whoa, hear whoa. me I heard a little something <laughs> Okay, I, 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 I heard, I I heard to Sister Act
8: 2 in my head uh, finally she's singing it's about time yes
1: if you wanna be
2: somebody
1: if you wanna, wanna go, go somewhere, somewhere you better wake, wake up, up and pay attention, attention. Oh, hold on hold on I got a little choir going on okay. Okay. I like that we're
2: working on Serena singing more I don't know yes, I think please. I heard a little something I so try to be I'm quiet gonna... yes I like that <laughs> because y'all know we got to cover a little bit of sports when you're dealing with us because this is Montgomery & Co. And we are ingrained in it. So when we think about sports, man, listen, man, listen. It's like things that excite me, comeback stories. And Shakari Richardson is one of my favorite comeback stories, especially because everybody has to know now that she basically got in trouble because she was in a situation where she was grieving. I'm gonna just put it that way. The woman was grieving and people don't realize that athletes, just like entertainers, the show must go on, we still must perform. And a lot of times people don't get to see the part about oh, man, we're making bad decisions because maybe our head isn't in it or, oh, man, we're making not even saying she made a bad decision. But people don't realize that while you're grieving, you may not be on your tip top game. And so she went through a period where she had to grieve in front of the whole world on one of the biggest stages. And we watched how it all unfolded. And I just didn't love how it unfolded. So that's the backstory. Let's fast forward to right now, baby. Okay, the 2023 World Athletics Championships happened in Budapest, Hungary recently, and my baby came back, huh? And not did she just come back, but she won the gold in the 100 meter. And then with the squad, she won gold in the four by 100 meter relay. And then she went ahead and she won the bronze in the 200 meter. When asked afterwards about this beautiful, beautiful comeback story and where her head's at and how she feels, she said, listen, I'm not worried about the world anymore. I've seen the world be my friend. I've seen the world turn on me. At the end of the day, I've always been me. God has always been with me. And I'm like, you better, because then Nike dropped her new ad that said I'm not back, honey. I'm better. So I love a good comeback story for athletes because I talk about it all the time where people really forget as you're betting money on your fantasy squad or as you're in it, in the thick of it or as you're making bets or as you're doing these things, people really be forgetting that like these athletes are humans and we watch this human have a tough situation but she's back, baby. Thoughts?
0: He was rolling. Oh, <laughs> God.
2: I think I watched
0: <laughs> yes. that clip about 50,000 times. I just couldn't (laughs) believe how fast she was moving. I couldn't believe it. It was amazing. It's amazing to watch Cause it doesn't look like she has that effort. Crazy. Her head barely even moved, but her body was mm. going so fast. But I listen, I was always, 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 always in her corner. And I yes. always said she'll be back and she going to show everybody. And she did that. She
2: did things it. that she did that, honey. What's not thoughts. Did you see it?
7: Well, you know, I did, but anyway, <laughs> uh, I- I'm just happy that she was able to get all of that disruption and all those distractions distractions out of her head and that's what it takes like you said she went through some stuff uh during her last uh competition episode and 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 all that was distractions although you know it was very close and we you know when family things happen you can't really just throw them out of your mind like other mm-hmm. things. Yes. But that was a distraction and that's what threw her off her game. And so I'm just happy she was able to get rid of all of those distractions, get rid of all of that bad news she got, all the bad press and 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 overcome that and perform to her highest level. I'm really proud of her. Really. Very much. So. It takes a lot to do that. I it mean, really absolutely does. Yeah, face, yeah. absolutely. It, you know, besides winning the race, it's all that other stuff you have to, it's hard. It's you know. social media. She has the people talent. a lot of mouth. People got yes. a lot of mouth. That's what right.
1: it is. I knew it. Just like Cole said, like, I was just waiting for her to come back. I. I it was just a matter of when. Like, we we all knew that it wasn't going to end where it ended last time. You know, that was, a. I I'll see you later, you know, and, and, you know, to, to Snook's point, you know, like it, it's the, her, her mind had to, had to get right because the talent is there, you know, like that raw talent is there. But then when you have the combination of when your mind is right and your talent is, is the way that it is for, for Shikari, I'm so excited for her future because it, it just shows her maturity level and for her to come back at like the way that she did. I, I'm so excited to just see what she does in the future. No, nah, I agree. Cause I really just, Like
2: even the Internet. All right. I'm on Twitter. Y'all know I'm out in them Twitter streets um, and I see a lot of tweets. I see probably a larger amount of tweets than the average person, just because I honestly feel like part of my job is being in the know of what's going on the, in the, not only sports news, but just in the news, because general. if in general, because if I go and Joanne Reed might reach out to me on a random day, and if I don't know what's going on, it would be hard to always try to catch myself up on everything that's going on. So I like to just stay in <laughs> tune with everything along the lines. And by the way, honestly, honestly, What's going on in the world is the craziest reality show out there. I know Real Housewives of Atlanta has been turning up with the storylines, Kenya, Candy. I know all of that's going on right now. But (laughs) honestly, if you just turn on MSNBC, it really is a reality show that you probably can't even believe half the time. And so when we're talking about sports anyway, back to and recovering from it, I just love to see it because people don't know about that everyday grind. It's like for us, the world got on to Shikari Richardson, and then a lot of people in the world completely forgot about her. But she was still on her everyday journey of her grind yes. in the gym, at the track. While we were on about our everyday lives, she's still living in what we left her at. And where we left her was not a good place. And when I say we, I just mean as a whole, the media. And I didn't say anything bad. Nobody on this group said anything bad, but I'm just saying how she probably felt after that incident probably was terrible. And so when people talk about their villain inception story or locker room material, we left her a lot of locker room material because of what we said. And when I say we, again, I ain't taking no blame for that because we all we got. But I'm talking about the media, how the media attacked her. Every day she sat in that. And every day she went to the gym, every day she went to the track, every day she worked out. And then what were the results? How do you handle conflict? How did she handle conflict? Oh, I mean, my baby just came back at the 100 meter gold, came back four by one. And this is against head to head, top talent, like the Jamaican team and their sprinters. This is the best of the best of the best. So she didn't just win on, you know, a random track uh, event. She went out there on the biggest stage and had the biggest performance. And so I'm just excited for her because when you tear somebody down, you never know how people are going to respond. And Shikari Richardson showed that she's going to respond the right way. So moving on to the next topic, we back in the A, baby. And y'all know we had to talk about this because Ronald Acuna Jr., he plays for the Atlanta Braves. Come on, shouts to the A. Boy, we talk about fans a lot, y'all. We talk about fam decorum and fan rules. And I'm going to give this fan a little bit of grace because you was wilding. Don't be coming on the field (laughs) and don't be coming on anywhere while we're trying to play because, you know, as an athlete, this is my thoughts. Let me just... As an athlete, anything that happens in the game, y'all got to remember that. Like when I'm an athlete, this is literally how I am in the game, right? Like I've had my son sitting courtside, I've had family sitting courtside. I don't hear anything they you say. To hear me. Nothing. Like my he will be like, "You didn't hear me? I was saying something to you." I'm like, "Boop, I don't hear nothing." This is how I am during the game. So you mean to tell me that? I'm locked in. I'm like, oh, yes, this play. My progression is, oh, great pass. Great shot. Oh, I see what the defense is doing. And then all of a sudden somebody comes and hugs me. Like, Mm -mm. as I'm in this locked in mode. So only reason I say that is because the fan gave him a hug. I'm gonna give you some grace because the fan, you know, he must have just wanted to get up close and personal with Ronald Acuna Jr., gave him a hug, and then another fan came on the field as well. But I be thinking, like, I wonder, like right in the middle of an athlete. Yeah, because I've never had that happen to me. I've had fans wave at me when I'm shooting a shot and try to get my attention. But if they actually came and hugged me, they would have my full attention. And then what would my snapback be like out of that? Because I would probably be like, whoa, that's crazy. Like, he literally is on the court hugging me. Like, what? So that's what happened to Ronald Acuna Jr. One fan came on and hugged him. And then another fan came on. My question to the crew is, now we've all seen the video, right? Security. Fired. Fired.
0: <laughs> fired. One, two, three, four, and five. I think it was like five or six of them. Y'all all fired. If he beat y'all out there, that's that's the first firing part. He made it all the way out there and hugged this man before y'all could even get there. Number one. Number two, then the dude looked like he just grabbed him at his legs. I, I don't even know what he was trying to do. And number three, I don't I have a more sinister thought about why they were out there. They were trying to get paid.
4: What you mean?
0: They hugged that man because they had a bet. Oh, they had a bet that they was going to get out there and who was going to take the bets and they could bet they could get to him oh and they God. had no intentions. I don't think their intentions were ever to hurt him, but no. just to say, I actually touched him. So you owe me a hundred thousand dollars. Everybody gonna pay me. So I that's think that was literally- If there was
2: like a, 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 a bl- bet going a bet. on amongst their I group. I do
0: believe it was. And, number, and that's why I said the security fired. Every person <laughs> on there looks like- I have nieces and nephews that could have outran everybody that was out there. They should never. Why would you have those people at the gates to hold mm-hmm. people back. Mm-hmm. They can't run. I, I don't understand it. There's no
2: way. That oh. man hugged him for like a good 30 yeah, no, seconds. That was crazy. because Before Mappy, the security even we, got there. <laughs> we're laughing because the fan didn't have ill intent. But right, that is right. kind of crazy, though. The fan got actually to the star of our team on the Atlanta Braves. He's like our star. And you know what? That actually makes me think about Messi. Because imagine somebody going and hugging LeBron. Or imagine somebody going and hugging Messi. So, for instance, Mm -mm. PG, y'all know the producer of this show, Paul Garino, my guy, he put out a tweet that he was talking about Messi's uh, bodyguard. So, Messi, if you guys don't know, plays for Inter-Miami, completely hit the scene and exploded, took over Miami. Not only Miami, but just the whole league, honestly. Apple did a deal with him. All of the things. It's crazy. But this type of star... Deserve security. I was shocked, though, to learn the level of the security guard. So his name is Yasin Chuko, and he's Messi's bodyguard. And he's a former U.S. Navy SEAL who is also a martial artist, boxer, and Taekwondo expert. He leads a 50-person team dedicated to protecting Messi and his family in the U.S. That tweet is from PCG7, my guy Paul Garino. But, yeah, like, I don't know what's going on security, but... My man's got a bear hug on Ronald Acuna Jr.
1: That is
7: crazy. When you see stuff like that, and you know, I always look. I'm very nosy, and my girls can, everybody can tell you that. Facts. I'm always checking stuff out, especially <laughs> security guards. That's one of my pet peeves. And you know, I'll go somewhere, and and I wonder. What did they hire that guy? Because if something were to happen, I know I'm not going to be able to depend on him. I'll have to be looking for a folding chair somewhere. But anyway, (laughs) uh, some of these security guards that they hire, they, I I could probably give them a good go at it, you know, and I I don't want to talk about anybody's age or any, you know, shortcomings they might have, but they really do need to be bad, do better because some of these security guards, they can hardly keep their gun belts up on them. They're so thin. I mean, it's really pitiful. It really is.
2: And Snook is talking about they're so thin, but I mean, I do think that there is a concept, though. If you are going to be a security guard, you have to be able to protect people. And <laughs> I I just do think that in a situation like that, I didn't know if I had confidence that those security guards could protect Ronald Acuna Jr. because they let the actual person give him a
1: real long, full hug. And then a second person <laughs> came along. And then
2: a second person. said, oh, well, I can go
1: too. Ain't nobody stopping <laughs> the first guy. <laughs> it's a, it was a free-for-all at that point it became.
2: So it's like, I mean, it, and too much of the so much to the point that Roy meant... It caused him to fall. Like the second person that came after he got out of the <laughs> bare bug. <laughs> he had legs in the air. I mean, really. So it's just my thoughts are: yes, yeah, security, you might need to be able to protect. You know when they say police officers are there to protect and serve security guards. I don't want y'all to be mall cop security top flight security of the world, Craig. But <laughs> I do think that you need to be ready in case, and I just I just don't know if y'all was ready. (laughs) And also, before we go, I want to just mention, because when we're talking about security, it just made my mind think about how security needs to be raised in schools, unfortunately, which sounds crazy. And I was thinking, I was talking to Snook, and Snook posed the question about how we haven't seen as many mass shootings, and she said this almost like a month ago. And then fast forward to now, where within a seven-day period, we've had two mass shootings, One of them being in Jacksonville, and we know that it involved Edward Waters, which was an HBCU. We don't know if that was the intended target, but we do know that at UNC Chapel Hill, there was a school shooting. And I saw some tweets going around that said back to school, which equals back to school shootings. And you start to look at school shootings and how they play a high role in mass shootings. And I can't help to just think about when we talk about change and how so much is going on. We're talking about a Florida where there's a lot of change happening. And Roy, he wrote something in the chat that made me think as well, where in Jacksonville, the shooter, he had a swastika drawn on his AR-15. And we know that the rules for gun law, were constantly talking about them. And Ron DeSantis is leading the charge in Florida, who also showed up at the vigil, which didn't sit well with people. But when we just think about like the change and all the craziness going on, I really am sad to think about one of the big changes we need to make is security in schools. We're tee about the security when it comes to Ronald Acuna Jr. And, and different athletes, but man, we gotta protect our kids. Like this is crazy that we gotta think about security when it comes to schools. And so there's a lot of things happening. These are the headlines going on and that's why we wanted to talk about all of them because in case you didn't know, we want you to know. So all of this playoff push and stressful talk made me think about like handling stressful situations. And in sports right now, the only thing that we as athletes can do, when I was an athlete and I was in this playoff push, the only thing that I could do was control my controllables and so what I would do was I started to work in overdrive I got probably double the amount more shots up than I did after practice I might have stayed in the cold tub a little bit longer I watched a little bit more film so my advice to everyone is whenever you're in a little bit of a stressful situation work family life dive into something productive whatever that may be and the productive thing may have nothing to do with what that thing is that you're stressed about but it'll just get you active keep you moving because you got to keep moving forward. As you know, it's always a generational thing here with Mocha.
6: See y'all next week. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality.